Welcome to a brand new edition of Eons. I'm Omar Moore. Gino and his golden boys do not care. The Swansea surrender in South Wales as the Hornets get thrashed to end their year four goals to nil. I'll be talking about this coming up on this brand new edition of Slavin, that was a very difficult night. Yeah, look, I'm going to be honest. This is uh, embarrassing. It goes to that category. Uh, I apologize to the fans. So you heard the comments of Slavin Bilic, the Watford head coach. Just a few moments of those comments. I'll play the complete section of what Slavin Bilic had to say as supplied by Watford Football Club. But first, just a few thoughts about this dreadful, dreadful no-show. Swansea City had not won any of its previous eight games before this game that they played against Watford. They were low on confidence, low on self-esteem, and were backsliding down the table. This was not the same Swansea side that Watford lost to several weeks back at the Vic when Watford took a 1-0 lead and ended up losing two goals to one. This was a very different Swansea team from that one. And so it was that Watford, coming off the back of their most dreadful showing of the season against Millwall just four days prior, were charged with the responsibility of surely having to play better no João Pedro, no Hassan Camara, who was foolish enough to get himself sent off for three games. And injuries all over the place. With those three variables and the poor performance, there was no excuse. You just thought, even as someone who follows this club as long as you have, that Watford this men's team, this first team, would get themselves into a position to play better. And in fact, during the first 38 minutes of the match against Swansea, Watford were at least livelier. They looked like they had a bit about them. Now, they did not take any chances that they may have had. In fact, they only had one shot on target the entire match. But Watford at least looked livelier. They actually pressed for about two or three minutes in that first half. And again, they looked like they were more likely to score than Swansea were in that first half. Until the 38th minute, when a lackadaisical decision and a foolish move by William Truster Kong, a Watford veteran defender, really shifted the whole attitude of this team on the pitch. The ball was lashed by Truster Kong into 
a Swansea player. No reason for Truta Kong to do anything like that. Swansea had barely made a mark on the game in the first half. But then, all it took was the Truta Kong mistake and in pounced Swansea, like a pack of wolves, not the swans, who they are nicknamed for. The ball came right back toward Daniel Batman and it was lashed past him into the bottom left-hand corner and that was 1-0 Swansea and that was the end of Watford because they decided to go home after that. At halftime, they struggled home and then in the second half where you thought maybe they would at least put their heads up a little bit and get themselves back into the game, they capitulated and truly went home. Nowhere to be found, invisible. Ismail Assar, nowhere to be seen. Keenan Davis, nowhere to be seen. Both of the strikers playing up top in a two because of all the injuries and suspensions and situations were as far apart as Japan is from the United Kingdom when it came to their spacing on the pitch. No communication, no shouting, no talking. No bother. In the second half, Watford just didn't care. The players did not care. Didn't care about the situation in the table where they needed to win this match to stay in touch with the two teams who are running away with the automatic promotion places. No worries. They didn't care. Didn't care about the fact that there are at least 11 or 12 other championship teams that are bunched up behind them and around them within two or three points of them. They didn't care at all about the chance that if they had won this game, they would have really been in touch, at least in third place, getting closer to those top two teams. None of that passed their minds. The only thing that they cared about was their wages. And they turned in Another no-show against Swansea. For the second consecutive game, that is back-to-back capitulations, no-shows by a Watford team that is now spoilt, pampered, catered to, prima donnaed all over the land. This team has enjoyed a charmed life. And I'm talking not about their table position. I'm talking about the way that the club treats them, the way that the owner, let me be specific, the way that the owner treats them. 1-0 became 2-0, became 3-0, became 4-0. And in a blink of an eye, this game was over. And Watford never had a say in that second half. No closing down, no getting tight to defenders or to, to striking players. No tracking back, no dirty work being done. All of it in the name of not giving a damn about the football club you play for, the manager you play for, and certainly not caring about the fans that had to travel for hours and hours and hours to South Wales to support Watford, to support you. You just didn't care about them either. And that kind of selfishness must not be tolerated. Certainly not by Slavin Bilic. Certainly not by the fans. And certainly not by the owner.
But one of those two, or I should say one of those three that I've just mentioned, I think completely tolerates the kind of performance that we saw from Watford at Swansea. When I come back, I'm going to talk about who that person is. And here's a hint. It is not Slaven Bilic. Slaven, that was a very difficult night. Yeah, look, I'm going to be honest. This is uh, embarrassing. It goes to that category. Uh, I apologize to the fans. Look, this team, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest, this team, we are lacking so many players, uh, so many injuries that discipline maybe may technically can't play much better and all that, but passion, commitment uh, was lacking also today. I expected this. I didn't expect that we're going to outplay them because, again, we are, it's incredible how many players we are missing, but I thought the commitment... Uh, 4-0, you know, it's a big defeat and uh, very, 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 extremely bad. Lacking a lot of belief, those players. Oh, yeah, look, uh, when you can't pass the ball, when you uh, when, when, when you lack quality, which I understand, uh, then uh, you're giving the ball away, ball away, then your confidence goes down and then uh, even the things that you can do, you're not doing them and then and then and then you don't even run and you don't even commit yourself. So everything is connected at the moment. It's not excuse. It's not excuse. We are lacking too many players, but I'm very disappointed with the passion and uh, to be fair with the number of fouls we made. You know what I mean? Mm. If you have, and we, we were preparing the team like that. Guys, we, you, you know we are missing incredible lot of players, but then we have to show that kind of... Uh, Passion, desire, fifth element, you know, now in the tough times to, to show togetherness, to show commitment. Uh, but uh, it wasn't there. No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, and that's, it's as simple as that. Is it difficult for you to accept? You, I mean, you were a player who oh, was a fighter, time, you yeah, and Julian Dix. Big time, big time, big time. Big time, but uh, again, I'm going to say... Too many problems in 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 midfield and attack. We are lacking. You are trying to be magician. Then you have to put Gaspar to play in midfield. You know, <sighs> but uh, still, 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 it's 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 very difficult to to accept this kind of a defeat. Although we had many players who basically. When we are, when we are, when we are with a full team, we are totally different quality. What can you say to the supporters who what did turn up there? To, to, to be fair, I was thinking about them also during the game, and I want to say like, uh, just want to apologize to to the supporters, to the fans, because. Uh, they also, they, they didn't deserve it. No, definitely not. And those in full were the post-match comments of Slavin Bilic, the Watford head coach, speaking to Jeff Doyle. And thank you very much 
to Watford Football Club for supplying the audio for those words you just heard. Now, Sam Bilic was honest, and you knew he would be. He doesn't take a lot of stick from his players, and he is going to be dealing with this internally. There's some reports from Andrew French of the Watford Observer, who has talked about this, that Sam Bilic is going to handle uh, the poor response that Watford had against Swansea internally. Players that he certainly has had his eye on who don't seem to be pulling their weight, and we know who those players are. So that is what's going on. And again, thank you to Watford Football Club for supplying that audio, slapping Billich there. And look, here's the thing here. These players no longer care. And maybe you could make the case that they've never really cared. And I think what they are now doing is disrespecting the club, and some of them have been doing that for a while. They disrespect the football club they play for. And I think that the club, and especially the owner, needs to be a lot tougher with these players. That's the manager's jurisdiction, though, strictly, and that would be Slavin Bilic. And I think he will have to crack the whip now, for lack of a better type of word to use. I'd rather use a, a different word than cracking whips. It's not about violence. So, I mean, that really is not the proper analogy or term I should be using. What I mean is, is that he now will have to lay down the law, shall I say, to these players. That's what is going to have to happen. And I think the owner and the club at large is going to also have to do this. Because I think, and I said this before the break, these players are living a charmed life. They are going to get their wages regardless. And what I think must happen next is for the club, for the owner to meet with those players and tell those players that they have to take from their wages any expenses from the Watford fans that the Watford fans had going to Swansea. Food, bus fare, coach fare, train fare, car fare, whatever you want to say, hotel accommodations and tickets. And what those players must do is take that money from their salaries and refund it back to the fans who traveled up to Swansea, who traveled over to Swansea in South Wales. That is what they'll have to do. That is what I would be telling these players today. You cannot have post-match comments like the ones Keenan Davis had, and I talked about them in the previous podcast episode after the loss against Millwall. You can't have that and say that we, I thought we battled pretty well today. You thought we battled quite well today. No, come on now. You're having a laugh and you're playing us all for mugs. And that kind of a comment is indicative of the lack of respect that these players have, not only for the fans, not only for the manager, but for the club itself. That is exactly what you would say if you didn't respect the fans and you didn't respect the manager and you didn't respect the club. That kind of thing from Keenan Davis is indicative of disrespect and indicative of someone who is not taking their duties and responsibilities seriously enough. And then to add to that, your thoughts in terms of 
well, we'll have to repay the fans with a better performance against Swansea. And that never happened, did it now, Keenan? Never happened. You were on that pitch too. Wasn't only you. You were on that pitch. Was your performance any better against Swansea than it was just four days earlier against Millwall? Do you think that you battled quite well in the game against Swansea? Do you think you battled any harder in the second half of the game against Swansea than you did in a non-existent performance against Millwall? That kind of comment from Keenan Davis epitomizes the problem at this club with these particular types of players who are here for salary and salary alone. Now, look, I don't know what's going on in Keenan Davis's head, and I'm not piling on Keenan Davis. I think that the guy is a very good player. But whatever's going on in that dressing room has obviously spread to Keenan Davis. The culture at this club has been an issue now for the last few seasons with some of the Watford supporters. And the culture within that team is clearly an issue now and has been. Dan Gosling, this year or last year, it was this year, talked about this with Talk Sport, said the culture at the club when Ranieri was there just this year and last year was the worst he'd ever had in his professional footballing career. So there are still players at this team, in this club, who are albatrosses and all the players who are injured, it appears to me, are the ones who really care. I think Loser cares. I think Cleverly cares. I think Courtney House cares. Jao Pedro definitely cares. And now Tom Deli Bashiru, who's the latest injury for Watford, I think he cares as well. Dan Gosling cares. Those injured players seem to care. The players who played in the game against Swansea do not appear to care. The body language shows me very clearly, as a Watford supporter, that those players do not care. They will turn up to a game when they want to, when they're interested, when they feel like it. That is where I am going with that comment. And as I said, those players need to refund the travelling Watford supporters. Keenan Davis, if you're talking about repaying the fans with a better performance than the one against Millwall, well, repay them with the money out of your wages for that absolute dos and dross of a working performance. You call that work. You might want to repay the fans with some of your wages for all the time the fans spent traveling, seven hours, one of the fans told me, round trip. Other fans, it might have even been longer for them. But Watford supporters work too hard for the money. They spend and invest so much time. And the very least that you can do, Keenan, and the very least that these Watford players overall can do, because I don't want to single out one person. Because those comments deserve to be singled out, though. But the very least that this team of players, who I would only call at this point useless, can do is be of use to the fans. And take the money out of your salary, 
out of your wages and give back to those fans who travel to see you lot, throw away a game and not care their money back. That is what you need to do. Welcome back to a brand new edition of Yuans. I'm Omar Moore. The Swansea surrender. Gino and the Golden Boys do not care. And I'm telling you, Gino Pozzo doesn't care about this team anymore. He seems to be these days more fixated on Udinese and their fortunes. Now look, Udinese, I wish them very well. And they are doing very well. But Gino Pozzo has run out of steam, run out of ideas, and really needs to run himself out of Watford Football Club. The culture at this club has got worse over the last few years, particularly when it comes to the connections with the fans. Now, the relationship between the fans and the players has been fractured and there have been efforts by the club to bridge that gap communication at the club has been shoddy at times and the people running the communications at the club some of those persons have also not distinguished themselves very well either there need to be changes from top to bottom across the structure of the club in terms of the people doing the communicating and in terms of the other things going on when it comes to the footballing side of this club all the other things in terms of dealing with The community efforts and the work there, we all know, are legendary. And that's one of the things I really love about this club that I have loved for so long. But what has not been as good, not nearly as good, has been the relationship between the players and the fans, the club and the fans, and the communications people and the fans. All of that was highlighted during the season, last season in the Premier League. Ill-fated decisions, poor communication bad communication and mistrust and well-placed mistrust in what it was that was being told to the fans. A lack of communication. That has continued into this season with the sacking of Rob Edwards, with the words of Scott Duxbury, who spoke to Andrew French over the summer of this year, 2022, declaring that The club would stick with Rob Edwards come hell or high water. Scott Duxbury gets a lot of heat. And yes, the reality is there is something about that where he should be getting some of the heat. But as Watford supporters have pointed out, including supporters who have pointed this out to me, is that he is a company man. He is not someone who is making the real big time decisions at that club. The big decisions are being made by one man and one man only. One person and one person only. That's Gino Pozzo. He's the owner of the club and he makes the decisions. The buck stops with him. All Scott Duxbury is doing is singing the tune that Gino Pozzo is playing. Scott Duxbury is a company man. 
He is a decent person. I've met him, spoken to him briefly. I don't know him personally, but what I know of him is that he seems to be a decent person who seems to really care. I think he really does care about this team and this club. I've said it many times. But Duxbury doesn't have the real power at Watford Football Club. Gino Pozzo does. And Gino Pozzo now has behaved in a way that sends a signal to these Watford players, these first-team men's players, that it is okay to do whatever they do or not do, not turn up, go to parties you're not supposed to go to, break the rules, not get disciplined for it. We saw this all the time when Andre Gray was here, Nathaniel Chalaba was here, and all the other shenanigans that were going on at parties. You're here, you're here, you're there, you're all over the place. And did they really get punished? That comes from the top. And players who are still here would have seen that with Andre Gray and Nathaniel Chalaba and all the rest. They would have seen that. They would have paid attention to all of that. And the players who were here would have seen the roller coaster ride that any Watford head coach or manager goes through and the merry-go-round. They would have seen the hirings and the sackings and the hirings and the sackings and the hirings and the sackings over and over and over. And a message would have been sent. Don't worry, lads. I've got your back because you're not going anywhere. The man in the chair will be going somewhere. I'm not going to get rid of all of you. I'm going to get rid of him. And that is exactly what's going on. Gino Pozzo has set a culture at this club that is hands off when it comes to the players. Although, interestingly enough, he had technical directors who were all over the training ground and the players didn't want him, want them, want him there, want them there. But what I'm saying is, is that Gino Pozzo doesn't really come down hard on these players. Now, if you listening to this know differently, then I'd like to know from you where that is even happening. You've got players who aren't playing for Watford, literally aren't caring to play for Watford. And they continue to play. And Gino Pozzo essentially plays this team and decides who plays. He essentially picks the team. Slavon Bilic is under a barrel. He's under a barrel and he's over a barrel. And he has very little power. Just like Scott Duxbury has very little power. Now, of course, he has power immediately when it comes to the game itself with these players. But all it would take is a couple of those players to whisper in Gino's ear at least players who have any stature at that club now, any of these men's first team players, all it would take is for two or three of them to whisper in the owner's ear and Slavon Bilic would be gone by sunrise. And there's nothing that says that he might not go. There's nothing that says that he won't go. Nothing. He might leave of his own accord. He might not. Worse yet, he might be sacked by the owner. We've seen this movie before and we may well see a sequel to the sequel to the sequel to the sequel to the sequel yet again. 
Slavin Bilic is not the problem at Watford Football Club. The owner is, and the players are. That's where your problems are. And as long as you've got players around who don't care, as long as you don't do anything to change that system, and as long as you refuse to look at the recruiting, now they have with getting Ben Manga in, and we'll see what magic and what skills he can use and utilize. But as long as you have a culture at a football club, at a team level, where players are completely capitulating, you're going to continue to have the same results that you've been seeing. With all that was at stake in the game against Swansea, these players chose not to turn up after the 39th minute. They chose not to turn up at all. No intensity, no energy, no passion, no fire, no urgency, no passion, no application, no leadership, not a single player led in that game, including Craig Cathcart, who was the captain on the night. 250th appearance, it could have been the 250th anything else because he wasn't on the pitch as far as I'm concerned. None of these players were. James Morris and Samuel Carlu came on and Carlu is always positive and bright and he tried to make things happen, but even he made a mistake. And we all make mistakes in the world. He made one that led to the third goal. And Swansea ran away with this game without ever really trying. We gifted them three points. And that is criminal. And you never hear from this owner. And that creates distance with the fans. Watford fans are passionate, loving, committed fans who care about the club that they love so much. And if you don't care about the fans, you don't care about anything. Because the football club is nothing without the fans. And the owner has got to come out and start speaking. Talk to the fans. Let them know you are here. Writing notes and things isn't enough anymore. We need to see you. We need to see you, Gino Pozzo. We need to hear from you. Performance after performance after performance that's been poor, like the one we saw at Swansea, like the ones we saw at Millwall and at home against Millwall, and the one at Bristol City, and the one against Hull City, and the one against Coventry City, and the one against Blackburn and Blackpool. I can go run down all the games. The one at West Bromwich Albion. I can run down every game. This is not just a one-off with this team. This team has done this over and over and over again. It's not even about a lack of confidence. I was thinking that, they, that it was. But it clearly isn't. These players are taking games off. They are no-shows. And that's what's happening. It's a complete lack of respect. They have disrespected the fans, the club, and the manager. And I think for Gino Pozzo now, this is one big money experiment. It's one big experiment. Robbing from Peter to, to pay Paul. Deals with Hassan Kamara, 25 million All these weird things that are going on. Robbing from Peter to pay Paul. No commitment. No commitment. And his attitude 
where he is far more ruthless with these managers than he ever has been with the players is why those players, in my view, has a lot to do with why those players didn't bother to turn up for much of that game against Swansea. Didn't bother to turn up. But I guarantee you, if you took away the wages of these players tomorrow morning, they would be very upset. As upset as Watford supporters are. As upset as we are as Watford supporters at the lack of effort, the lack of care, and the lack of interest in playing an actual professional football match against Swansea or Millwall or anyone else in the championship. I think the fans would do a better job if they played the games. That's where it's come to now. It's not about the referee making a decision not to give a penalty. The referee shouldn't be giving penalties to a team that doesn't care. If you don't care, it's going to show. And the referee's going to know that too. The fans are definitely going to know it and the manager will know it. And everybody watching is going to know it. Penalties are penalties, yeah. But if you don't apply yourself to these matches... You're not going to get the rub of any kind of green. You're not going to. And the other team, who is applying themselves, or at least shows that they care, are going to start getting the rub of the green. And they're going to start to get decisions that you might not think they deserve to get. And when you don't fight to win a match, don't fight for each other on the pitch, don't communicate... And you apply so much little pressure, very light pressure to Swansea. And you've got Ismail Assar running around and prancing around like a ballet dancer. And not doing a damn thing to get tight on any of these Swansea players. Not tackling them. And then you have these stupid, at the other side of it, stupid fouls given away. Stupid fouls given away outside the Watford 18-yard box, when you don't need to be fouling players there. But at the time you need to be fouling Swansea players, further up the pitch, you're not doing it. You're not getting tight to these players. You're prancing around like a ballerina. But you're not applying pressure. And that is the Watford way these days in this men's first team. That's the kind of Watford way that... Those players have adopted. It's a different Watford way from Graham Taylor. It's a different Watford way from Elton John and Luther Blissett and Ken Furphy. It's a very different Watford way. And that kind of Watford way is a way that we as fans should never, ever tolerate. And nor should the owner or the manager. And very clearly, Slavon Bilic is no longer going to sit back And keep things internal. He may give out some internal punishments. But he has now put everybody on notice. In the public. With his post-match comments. And his comments to Andrew French and others. That this is what's going on. And no longer will it be tolerated. Watford are lucky to be in a fifth place. They end the calendar year the way they began it. With a defeat. That is what happened. January 1st, 2022, a 1-0 home defeat to Tottenham Hotspur. 
December 30th, 2022, a 4-0 loss to Swansea. That is a bookend of Watford's putrid 2022. And the next game will be the first of a brand new year, 2023. And it will be Norwich City at Carrow Road. Will these players give a damn? Or will they continue to show you, and I, and all of us, and the world, that they just don't care? Don't forget to follow Yuan's WFC on both Twitter and Instagram. On Fanbase, it's Yuan's, where I post a lot of content that you haven't seen anywhere else on any of my social media. The YouTube.com channel, YouTube.com forward slash at sign, Yuan's WFC, that's the place to go for videos. I have put up a video called the 10-minute take times three, where I talk more extensively about Watford as they played against Swansea. And don't forget, of course, to subscribe to this podcast, the Yawns Podcast. To you and all Watford fans all across the world and to your families, I wish you a happy new year. Peace, health, prosperity, happiness to you and your families. And of course, to Watford Football Club as well. And to a better 2023 than we had in 2022. A better year is really what I'm saying. And to the players, I wish you also a happy new year. And to Watford women as well, a happy new year to each and every one of you. That's it for this edition of the Yawns podcast. That's the last one of 2022. And from me, Omar Moore. Again, thank you very much for listening. Have a great new year. Happy New Year to you. Until next time, you.